0: I will never forget the time that I went to a show. I can't remember if it was a circus or some other sort of entertainment, but I remember my mind just being blown by what I saw. There was this woman and this man, and they were, they were dancing, you know, and doing their little fancy dance, and the woman had on this gorgeous dress I think it had like sequins and glittery stuff on it It was absolutely stunning and then suddenly the man waved his hand and she was wearing a totally different outfit I mean absolutely totally different and I remember kind of blinking and thinking did I did I really just see what, what I thought I saw And the crowd just kind of went, whoa, like that. I thought, okay, it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. Everybody else saw the same thing that I just saw. And it just kept on like that, kept on. And it wasn't like she, she went behind something. There was no barrier or anything to hide us from her appearance. He just did whatever it was that he did. You know what? Sometimes we want our Christian life. We want transformation like that, don't we? <laughs> we wish that we could just blink and suddenly we're like Jesus in every way. But that it doesn't happen that way, unfortunately. But today we want to continue our series in which we're talking about our mind. We're doing a mini mind makeover. Starting this new year off, so please stay tuned today as we look at another aspect of this wonderful thing called transformation. You are listening to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer. And my original plan was to read an excerpt from my new devotional book toward the end or in the middle, but this one. Just fits so well in what we're talking about today. So I'm looking at day 70. Um, my book is called Think on These Things 90 Encouraging Meditations for Spiritual Growth, and its uh, the, its springboard is Philippians 4 8, in which uh, the Bible talks about whatever is true, whatever is mine, uh, excuse me, whatever is lovely, whatever is honorable, etc., etc., think on these things, hence the title of the book. So today, uh, today's entry, excuse me, day 70's entry is whatever is honorable. And we're talking about r- the richness of repetition. Philippians 3 1 says, It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Has your pastor or teacher ever invited you to turn to a passage so familiar that you groan inwardly? Not this again. Were you tempted to tune out the rest of the teaching time? We may think we have studied that subject or passage so often we don't need to hear it again. If we've been believers for a long time and studied scripture for many years, we may miss what God wants to say to us. Repetition has excellent value in Bible study, my friend. First, we are more prone to forget than we realize. Thank repetition for your familiarity. Embrace repetitions to retain that familiarity. Second, we may have heard these verses before, but we need to see them in light of our present season. Be encouraged to humbly ask what the Lord wants to say or remind you of this time. There's more to this, but I'm not going to to finish that. I encourage you to get uh, a copy of this book. It is uh, available on Amazon.com. You can type in my name, Dr. Georgia Pointer. Or think on these things, 90 encouraging. And I think once you do that part, the rest of it will will come through. But today, uh, we're continuing talking, uh, well, answering the question, where is your head? And uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 is our focus verse for today. And many of you can probably recite that verse from memory. Or because you've heard it so many times. Uh, Any Christian disciple maker worth her salt is going to talk about this particular verse. And so Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's more to the verse, but this is the part we want to focus on. And so... I want to kind of break this verse down today, or at least this this section down. Um, I guess grammatically is the right way to say it. Do you remember when you were in high school, or maybe uh, middle school, or 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 junior high, what they used to call it? And they talked about tense, person, number, mood, and voice. So I kind of want to take that little bit of an approach today, as we look at this verse. Uh, The first thing is that it says to be transformed, and it is in the imperative mood. Now, if you don't understand any of those things, don't let that derail you, okay? Because it's going to make sense. Please stick with me. The mood is imperative, and whenever we say something is in the imperative mood, that means that it is a command, and so it's saying that we are to be transformed, It is a command. It is something that God commands Christians to do. Let's look at the tense. It's in the present tense. And when we see the present tense, most of the time, it means it is something that is happening in real time. So I just want you to just focus on that aspect of it right now. Transformation is not something that we need to try to put off. Oh, when I I get all my ducks in a row. We talked a little bit about this last time, but it needs to be something that is happening in real time today, my friend, not someday. And then also notice that it says that we are to be transformed, not that we are to transform. It's in the passive voice, allowing God or positioning yourself to receive transformation is what we're talking about here. You can't transform yourself transformation or being transformed is like a shower you get under the water and let the water do its work you don't clean yourself you let the water do it do what you cannot do so you position yourself you position yourself in front of the word in daily bible reading under the teaching of scripture at church each week through Christian music. But these are things that happen intentionally. Yield daily to what is on the Spirit's agenda for you. And you, my friend, will be transformed. This verse goes on to tell us how the transformation happens by the renewing of your mind. This is a renovation, my friend. Have you ever had a house it all in one day? Most of the time, no. <laughs> Have you ever lost weight or reached your goal weight all in one day? No. We need to recognize that renewing our mind is something that takes place over time, but it is something that's worked on a day at a time, if that makes any sense. So, friend, I want you to be patient with yourself, but also not make excuses for yourself. If you want to change your life, you must change your thinking. And actually, you must allow God to change your thinking. We cannot expect to get overseas to China without ever flying or getting on some sort of a vehicle that's going to get us there. And so we must allow our minds to be placed in the vehicle and allow the Holy Spirit <laughs> to do the driving I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a glimpse of myself and I think, Lord, there is so much work to be done in so many areas. And it just becomes overwhelming. Have you ever felt that way? But friend, let me encourage you. God knew what a major project he was undertaking the day he saved you. But I also will say that if... There has not ever been any transformation that has happened in your life. You're the same in every area of your life as you were the day you were saved 2, 3, 20, 30 years ago. May I humbly but very passionately say that you can't renew something if it hasn't been made new in the first place. So could it be that you do not know Jesus? And if you don't know him, that can be fixed today, my friend. All you need to do is to come to God in full agreement with what he says about your sinfulness. And in humility, acknowledge to the point of putting legs to it, your need to surrender, it is is coming to God and saying, Lord, you have said that Jesus Christ is the only way for me to be saved. And I am in full agreement with that. And I am surrendering myself to what he did on the cross for my salvation. Because your word says you you have not offered a plan B. There is no other option. I can't work my way. I can't earn my way. I can't give my way. I can't serve my way into heaven. I must receive my way into heaven. And so as your word says in, in uh, John 1, 12, as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become the children of God. You can say, Lord, I'm, I'm surrendering. I'm receiving right now. And then my friend, buckle up. Because when the Holy Spirit of God moves in, it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be an adventure. You will be amazed at the things that God does in you and to you and through you. Again, it's not an overnight thing. You're not going to just blink and suddenly be the person you've always wanted to be. But I guarantee you the Holy Spirit is going to do some work and it will be unmistakable. There'll be no other explanation other than that was the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm studying through um, 1 John uh, for a Bible study I'm going to be teaching at my church. And over and over again, it talks about how there is evidence that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And it's not something that you can manufacture on your own. And so you are going to love your brother. Oh, you may think you love your brother, but not you haven't loved your brother like the Holy Spirit wants you to love your brother. Because see, when we receive Christ, he takes over and we can no longer take any credit for the improvements that we make. In fact, when we try to do the renewing ourselves, when we try to do the transforming ourselves, we are exhausted because it's a God-sized thing, my friend. So I encourage you today, if you never received the Lord Jesus, that you will Surrender to him today. May I pray for you? Heavenly Father, I, let, I pray now for the person who is under the sound of my voice right now. Thank you so much for loving them. Thank you for loving us. And I pray, first of all, for the person who has never received Jesus before and they're ready to do it now. May they pray with me in agreement. Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I believe that Christ died for me and that he is the only way, just as he said. I want to become your child. And so I am receiving you this very moment. Come into my heart and do your beautiful work. Amen. Now I want to pray for you, beloved believer. Dear Jesus, I want to become more and more like you. And so I thank you for the truth that I don't have to transform myself, but I need to surrender myself to the transformation process that is done by the Holy Spirit. I pray that you will search me and show me ways in which I have neglected the work that is my side of things to do, the the, the places And the ways in which I have not surrendered myself and subjected myself to the transforming work you want to do. Give me the will and the motivation and the opportunity to do and go and be in your word, under the teaching of your word, and amongst the people who love your word. Thank you for the beautiful transformation that you want to bring about, Lord, because I want to be renovated. I acknowledge that it's not going to happen overnight, but Lord, I want to be farther along than I am right now. And I thank you so much for the grace that recognized that I can't do this alone. I can't do this at all, but I thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit who will do the beautiful work that I so yearn for you to do in me. Thank you. Amen. If you've been encouraged by today's episode, I encourage you to pass it on and share it with someone else. Thank you so much for your time and attention, my friends. And be blessed on this day.